Pod, Scott and Todd, April 7th, 2020, 7th Heaven, 7th Heaven, what, why is that Did wrong? you ever watch that show? I do remember that show, Jessica Biel was on that show I believe, correct? She was, for most of its run, she left after her uh, revealing photo shoot with some... Oh. After she walked uh, away from the Bible and the Lord? Yeah, she was on. She was in some magazine that was FHM. not Maxim, but was Maxim-ish. F- FHM? FHM? No, it wasn't. It wasn't even that. It was something else. Stuff. No. I bet it was stuff. <laughs> it, was, it was, I think it was. I'll bet you $100 it was one of those three. It had to be. It wasn't. It wasn't. I'm going to look it up. Uh, because, so, Gear Magazine. How is it not Maxim, FHM or stuff, but? Gear. Oh shit! I had gear. I think that they had probably ten episodes. Episodes uh, or ten issues. So she was only seventeen when she posed for that. Just seventeen. Was that when I was in college? I think she's a few years younger. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. I think it came to the station. Uh, Anyway, so her showing. I mean, seventeen. They probably shouldn't have published that. Probably not. I'm going to say definitely shouldn't have published that. Not even probably. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think that basically got her kicked off the show. I mean, it worked out for her. But I really enjoyed the the television program, Seventh Heaven. I'm sure it was terrible, but. Wait a minute. Slam the brakes. Say that again into the microphone so everyone can hear it. I really enjoyed the show Seventh Heaven. All right, let's back up. Hang on, we're gonna we're gonna Zach Morris time out this because I know for a fact, and some people perhaps listening to the show will know this about you, that you were a huge fan, especially in college and probably a few years after that, of those types of shows. Dawson's Creek, I believe you shortened that to D Creek. No, I never second. watched Dawson's Creek. I was, what was the one I was only I was only PO five. Okay, PO five again shows that you know. People of oh, your age, show. people of your age who were female, would be into. Oh, However, no, 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 you were also into it. So I, I, that Party of Five was pretty much the only one that I watched. I didn't watch. I mean, I start. I watched. Uh, what's that show? Beverly BH Niner, <laughs> Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two and when it first came out. I mean, we were, we were a little too young. For we that. were pretty young. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, was, I definitely. Was. I was like probably eighth grade maybe ninth grade when it first came out i mean one of the lead cast members is now dead so i remember i remember watching it in arkansas so i was in ninth grade then wow so i think it came out when i was in like eighth or ninth grade i watched that i'm pretty sure that was the first season but i only watched like the first season or two and then i kind of lost interest in it i never really watched melrose place hmm and well that that show hang on let's we gotta keep people up to speed here because talking about shows that were 30 years ago People uh, Melrose know Place, Bel- 20, be, yeah. uh, Beverly Hills 90210 and Melrose Place are. I, I think, I, I don't know. but the, the our, our age listeners probably know those shows. To clarify, Melrose Place was an even older show in terms no, no, of no. the audience it was targeting. No, in terms of the but audience it, it, it came, was targeting. Yeah, it came after Correct. Beverly Hills 90210. Beverly Hills 90210 was like high school into college, even though the people were in their early 30s. But Melrose Place was like people were in mid to late twenties already. I think we talked mistaken. about. I feel like we talked about one time the mid to late nineties uh, style 
thing where dudes had really long um, sideburns, like Mind down jobs. to your yeah. chin, yeah. sort of sideburns. No angled beard, in. just real. Re- no, not even angled, just straight down. Hmm. Um, and that Jason was Priestley at least yeah. that was at least uh, premiered or sort of made famous by Beverly Hills 90210. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I remember probably via your influence, because you watched those shows that young women also enjoyed. I remember when I was finally able to grow sideburns, I was excited about that because I got them really long and got them like an inch yeah, below no, the ear. It, like that was the thing. It went far beyond that show. Like if you look at uh, press photos for Jawbox <laughs> and stuff, they have really long sideburns. <laughs> It it wasn't just like so. You're pinpointing your sideburn influence to the band Jawbox. Is that uh, what's, is that I mean, happening? that didn't hurt. I'm just okay. saying, like, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a photo since we're using Skype. I can share my screen with you. Very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Skype tonight's sponsor for what I believe will be the second week in a row. So I'm pretty sure Skype was a sponsor last week. By the way, let's give it. Let's get some. Um, let's get some feedback. If you will, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. Let us know how you thought or what you thought of last week's show. It was very different. It was a seven-way conversation between old friends talking about life. Uh, Well, actually, it was six ways. I was part of the conversation, but you never hear me um, because my voice didn't record. So six-way conversation between old friends. And it was was interesting. I listened to the whole thing. Oh, you did? How did it it sound? (laughs) During the editing process, because I was editing out small gaps where I was asked a question. I didn't want there to be 15 seconds of silence after the asking asking a question to me. So I edited out the question and the silence. But the point is, there were actually some funny parts. I mean, a lot of it was inside stuff that no one really cares about. But Can you see see my screen? I can see your screen. Technology. So so look at the the Stone Temple Pilots photo. Some long-ass sideburns Yeah, make that bigger because I can... Uh, I don't I know if it everything. gets any bigger. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like there's I'm trying to find other Jawbox press photos. To bring in the I listeners s- who have no idea what we're talking about, we're looking distinctly at distinctly remember bands from the '90s, Jawbox. specifically grunge and punk bands from that era. But what you're saying, what you're proclaiming, is that it didn't matter what genre of music you played or whatever. Like it was universal in the early '90s. The sideburns were just kind of a thing. Yeah, that, that photo doesn't really That's show That's not up a great well. photo. No, it's not. It's not proving my point. Let's watch YouTube videos during the podcast as well. <laughs> See if we can really isolate all of the audience. So anyway, ch- yes. look up old photos of 90s indie and punk bands. I bet you will see some very long sideburns. Of course. Of course you will. Almost I'm pretty certain. sure you will. Yeah, you would have to. Um. <clears throat> I'm going to stop How? sharing my screen with you. That's fine. How did we get off on that tangent? Oh, because you said Seventh Heaven. We were talking then, about BH Niner. And then I talked about how you liked watching shows made for women. Um, they weren't made for women. Get the fuck out of here. I guarantee you, if you went to some sort of Nielsen ratings from the early and mid-90s, and they had the categorization of who was watching those shows, it would be at least 50.5% women. Meaning the show was made for women, not for men. I disagree. (laughs) Clearly. Okay. So let's bring people up to speed. As we know, this is the COVID-19 headquarters. 
for information and updates. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to get direct from the horse's mouth um, an update from you on your state because I heard a rumor from my friend. She says that in the state of Maryland, she thought it was D.C., but she said it also extended into Maryland. They are actually going around. I don't know if this is in the city of Baltimore or whatever, but they are going around and fining people thousands of dollars if they are breaking the the rules of stay at home. What I, I don't know how extreme your state is, but have you shelter heard this? at home, your, shelter, shelter in place. place. Yes. Do you uh, know I don't, I don't know if they're finding people. You can be cited, or like the police will. I guess they are finding people. Yeah. Let me look it up. I mean, a citation is normally associated with a fine, but I heard they were extreme, like. Two three thousand dollars just for, you know, being being in the streets of the of, uh, we'll assume it's downtown Baltimore without a note that says I'm an essential worker or, you know, I'm down here for a reason that is essential to my health. And uh, my I'm gonna guess that's overblown. I mean, okay. but you're. I mean, if they if they are they doing the it, they're definitely they're probably penalizing people Businesses. who can't afford it in. Baltimore City, I would guess. Right. Um, Who are never going to pay anyway. That's how they do it. Um, let's see. I'm looking at this article. Maryland. 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 It doesn't say. It just said tighten restrictions. Yeah, they definitely have a like you have to stay home, but I don't I don't know what the penalties are. Hmm. So as someone who lives in the sticks on the outskirts of Baltimore itself not even the same county. You have not seen this or been privy to this because no. you don't pay attention to local news anyway. Because I don't what? Because you don't pay attention to local news anyway. Uh, no, I do not. I mean, again, I feel like this, this is something that happened once or twice and people are sort of uh, blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. Scaling like, it up. Uh, like when I lived in Seattle and there was the Nisqually earthquake. Um, there were, so it hit south of Seattle between sort of, uh, Olympia and Seattle. Mm-hmm. I think it was closer to Olympia if I remember correctly. And it was a big earthquake, but it was very deep and it was long. It lasted like 45 <laughs> seconds, but yeah. deep and long. I know. Big, uh, big, deep and long. Let's not forget big. Big one. It was deep and long. And, um, it, uh, so in the sort of historic part of the town where there were some brick buildings it caused mm-hmm. a, a severe amount of damage right and like some brick cornices fell off and stuff but like hmm. the building we lived in was built in like 1908 or something and there was no i mean as far as i could tell no structural damage or anything right um but the news media obviously like the national news media went and shot footage of like the damage the, the sort of crumbling brick. Yeah, the stuff that like really kind of fell apart, which I would say was, I, I mean, I, I'm certainly not a scientist and not a, I wasn't a media reporter. It felt like maybe 2% of the city had that sort of damage. But if you they watch the national similar. news, it, it looked like Seattle had crumbled from this earthquake, which right. was certainly not the case. So yeah. I, I feel like this sort of like being penalized thousands of dollars in Maryland uh, might be a similar situation. Now, was this this was the first apartment that you guys had with the bedroom that was a bed? Yes. Yeah. 
We've talked about it before on the podcast. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, it was it was a it was a I was tiny apartment. The same one. Tiny tiny apartment and um, oh, it says Maryland. If you travel out of state, it's a five thousand dollar fine, or could it's punishable by a year in prison or up to a five thousand dollar fine or mm. both. Basically, okay. um, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think they've actually levied those, but maybe uh, he sort of issued a, a lighter sort of shelter in place order and people were basically ignoring it. So now he's like made it punishable Drop with the hammer yeah. arrest or citation or whatever it is Sure. Um, to try to help curb it's interesting. the amount so, of cases. And I, I say it's interesting because, and again, I, I doubt they would do this to people, but you know, Maryland is a state that's, it's not landlocked, but it's, it's a pretty small state. It's a narrow state in most parts. You could very easily, for any number of reasons, go to Delaware or Virginia or DC. And they're saying you can't leave the state. What are their national guard at every border crossing? Like, no, that's that, ridiculous. It, you're not, you can't leave the state for non-essential trips. The whole state is basically work from oh, home okay. right now, unless yeah. you're whatever. Um, I imagine if you are living sort of in Southern Maryland in the DMV, the sort of DC area Mm -hmm. that you can travel to DC for work. If you have that, like no one's shutting down the highways, I don't think, but they're just trying to limit the spread of coronavirus because I mean, we are, like you said, we were the Eastern seaboard is a tightly packed populous area of the country. So, yeah. You know, I mean, the obviously there's sort of the the epicenter right now is in New York City, but that's already mm-hmm. spread to like Massachusetts and New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey. That's yeah. it's going to get down to Philadelphia, then Baltimore is like the next one in line. Then DC. It's I mean, it's in DC already, and Baltimore to some degree, like a larger outbreak. So being squished in the middle there, they're just trying to limit the number of people that are coming in to spread that. Sure. Um, so. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking at the map now. Because we're like three, three and a half hours from New York and two from Philadelphia and an hour the other way to D.C. Not really what I meant, but um, yeah, Baltimore, 648 confirmed cases. Philadelphia, 3,728 cases. And then as we get closer to New York, obviously New York, 72,000. I mean, that's a whole other ballgame. Certain cities in New Jersey, 3,000 in Middlesex, New Jersey, 2,500 in Monmouth, New Jersey, Trenton, New Jersey, 740. That's actually not bad at all. Um, Yeah, but but again, it's not – so I get it. I, I get the is that you never said is that the mayor or is that the governor i assume it's the governor ah uh, the governor yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> but it's you know it's i i don't know necessarily that you can say well it's going to spread to philly and then it's going to hit dover and it's going to hit baltimore like we talked no. about this it is going to spread scott no 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 i'm you... not saying it, i'm not saying it's not going to spread but i am saying it's not like you you know spill up a, a can of paint and it spreads in that manner I don't think that's necessarily true. It could theoretically. In fact, it already has because DC is over a thousand. Baltimore is not. So 
It could yeah, theoretically... it's a higher population center, and there's more sure. people coming from more places into D.C. Of course. Prince George's 916. Watch out. That's your epicenter in the state of Maryland. Well, Prince that's George's. right next to the D.C. suburb basically. of D.C. I know. Montgomery, 793. That's the Pack other one. Pack it in. Pack it in, people. Fairfax, 488. Very safe. That may be, a, that may be your refuge. Go to Fairfax. Stay in a Holiday Inn. Anyway. Don't um, do that. Don't leave yeah, shelter don't go. in place. Well, you're staying in the state. Oh, no, Fairfax is in Virginia. Yeah, don't do that. Don't listen to what Scott is saying. <clears throat> um, so other uh, what, other COVID updates. What, what do the people need to know? What are you seeing? You're on the front lines. You're in the woods. <laughs> in northwestern. What am I seeing? Woods. Nothing. Um, yeah, you're seeing woods. Like, yeah, uh, we, like, I think I said last time we talked. Two weeks ago, yeah. My wife is doing the bulk of the shopping. I did go, where did I go? I went somewhere to buy something. Oh, Pizza. I picked up some food. Um, I haven't gone grocery shopping. Although I did go look for some hand soap the other day and could not find any. Oh. Shocker. Um, but, um... Yeah, I, don't, I mean, we don't, I haven't really left the street more than once or twice a week. And Amazing. we're doing what we're supposed to be doing because um, every time you go out, you're just risking being infected by someone. I assume Anne is rocking a mask when she's grocery shopping. Yes, we, we, she made Homemade. some masks. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, and um, yeah, I've been wearing masks and... I mean, I think that's the, it's more to protect other people from you breathing on them than 110%. That's what it is. Yeah. Than uh, you catching it from anybody, but it can't hurt. So agreed. Yeah, it's amazing. We went we went grocery shopping. What's today? I guess it was Sunday, and we had gone like or I had gone five days prior, and the five days prior. So at some point mid last week. I'd say 25% of the people in the store had a mask on. When we went on Sunday, it was like 80% of the people had masks on. And it was the elderly, it was young people, old people. I just said elderly. Get repetitive. Um, <laughs> it was elderly so, and old people. Elderly and old people, if you can believe elderly that. Elderly old people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely catching on here for sure. Governor Polis is our governor. Um... I don't think anyone's mandated yet, but he, he suggested, he was like, if you are able, if you have access to one, please try to wear a mask whenever you're out in public. So, uh, the word is spreading. I did hear just to keep it, keep it local here. And for perhaps quite a few of our listeners that South Carolina today finally caught up and did a shelter in place order. Oh, really? They, yeah. they had yet to do that. There's I knew like there were other states that hadn't. I eight or nine states, had, but... all Republican governors who had refused to uh, do the shelter in place. Yeah, I don't know the, the, the stats on that, but I know Arkansas was one just because I have a firm that I manage there. Um, and then I heard, obviously, because I know a lot of people on Facebook and whatnot, that uh, South Carolina announced it today. So it starts, I guess, effective tonight at midnight. Um, and because I was, I was texting with a friend of mine who lives in Greenville, and he was like, yeah, I'm still at work. Like, I still come to work every day. Jesus. It's like, wow. Okay. Good That's to know. dumb. Well, and we talked about, I guess on the 
on the the conference call, if we'll call it, last week we talked about with Taylor about how Greenville was. Oh yeah, people are just you know, hanging out. People are still chilling, going four miles from their home or whatever. Um, and Greenville, I mean, it it's weird to look at individual cities. Greenville has two hundred four confirmed cases, two deaths. Like, what's the number that it would have taken for them? I guess two hundred four because it happened today. But like you know, Columbia three hundred eleven. Charles. What are you? Where are you getting these stats? What are you looking at? Three hundred. I'm looking at that Johns Hopkins site, coronavirus.jhu.edu/map.html. Um, but yeah, I have the coronavirus site, and then I also have there's a site called worldometers.info, which has a very good um, breakdown of just the U.S. stats, kind of state by state. We just topped in the U.S. 400,000 active cases. We're nearing 13,000 deaths. Um, and then it gives you breakdown state by state, deaths per million population, and the and the daily changes. The good news, to bring some sort of shining light to this whole scenario, is that um, we had our peak new cases on April 4th, which was three days ago. Since then, we have not reached that peak again. It doesn't look like we're going to reach it again today. I'm not saying we've hit the plateau, but mathematically in the last four days, we have hit a plateau. So it could easily turn. We also did have the most deaths today at almost 2,000. Well, deaths most... lag behind. They do. Of course they cases. do. Yeah, and that's, but that's the most by a lot. The next highest day before that was 1,330. We had 1,970 today. Um and again, we talked about this two weeks ago, you know, these these stats, these numbers are as accurate as they can be. You know, I don't think anyone can say with 100% certainty, these are the numbers, these are 100% correct. But um, they're not yeah. 100% correct, for sure. Exactly. So, but still, you know, I almost said impressive, not impressive numbers, but, you know, staggering numbers, numbers that, um, that stand out. Um, and now our total, our death total is now at... Almost 13,000, I guess I said that earlier. Um, for U.S.? Just for the U.S., yeah. Total cases, I said that earlier as well, 400,000 deaths, almost at 13,000. So, again, as... The what's death that? Thing. I'm... Uh, that's not on the Johns Hopkins site. That's on the other uh, side. Okay. The Johns Hopkins one has the 1.36 million for total confirmed worldwide. This is 1.428. Yeah, I haven't updated. I'm updating right now. And it is, you're correct, 1.428, 82,000 deaths, Italy leading the charge. Um, Followed by Spain. It's weird because they don't have the U.S. as U.S. They have no, the U.S. They have broken it, well, out they, for some yeah, reason. Yeah, they break it out by New York and all that. And you can click on the individual country. Like if you click on U.S., it'll break it out. And then there's the tabs on the bottom, admin one, admin two. That'll break it out by New York. 100, almost 140,000 New Jersey 44 confirmed cases. So it's it's helpful. It's uh it's a good site. I like it. Keeps me informed. The map is kind of useless. It's a good visual, but it's like oh, it's everywhere. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the. Uh, I think early on it was probably helpful. Thing. It's like oh, look, here's where here's where people are dying or whatever. It's like okay, right. I mean, basically, as I'm, I look at, I'm, I'm like, more interested in like the raw numbers. Sure, sure. I think most people are, but. Yeah, as I look at the map, it's like, don't go to Europe. Don't go east of the Mississippi. Don't or go west anywhere. Of the Mississippi. Go to southern Africa. 
That's where you're safest, except South Africa. But who's going to Southern Africa? Who's going? Yeah, who's going anywhere? Go to Angola. The whole country has 17 cases. Feels no, actually, safe. Africa's starting to pick up, I think. Well, and the other thing that I, I was listening to, uh, it was Malcolm Gladwell. No, no, no. I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell today, but I was listening to Bill Gates. He was on The Daily Show yesterday or day before. And he was saying, he was like, you know, he's obviously a numbers guy. And he said that the African numbers are obviously well behind because who's testing in Africa? Like, not a lot. I mean, the the more... Yeah, and I like, I think a lot of... I've also heard a lot of the, like, sort of poor countries, not to sort of paint Africa with that broad brush, but, um, like, the sort of steps for limiting it, uh, like, washing your hands is, like, in many places, not even a possibility. Like, they don't have water and soap to do that with, necessarily. Like, they're using that for (laughs) drinking. I mean, that's why there's widespread disease for other things, like cholera and stuff like that. Yeah. Outbreaks. So if hopefully uh, either geographically or whatever, that that doesn't become a big outbreak because I feel like it'll just be monstrous there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, what was the other? I was just I was going to say something else. Um, oh, it's interesting because like Latin America, South America. Like, they are coming into, like, peak flu season now because it's obviously fall there. Right. So those numbers could spike. I mean, it could just jump around the world endlessly. Hopefully not. Um, (laughs) Until they develop a vaccine. Um, But, yeah. I think Hmm. those numbers... I feel like I heard those numbers were starting to go up as well. Could be. Could be. Um, speaking of, as I call him, Billy Gates and others, I know Bill Gates pledged. Dude, is that, what, is that what he likes you to call him as That's, Billy? I mean, just when we're texting, he says, <laughs> call me Billy, or, you know, in front of other people like galas and events and things like that. He says, call me William, but, um, during, in text conversation, please, Billy, um, he pledged a hundred million dollars to build these seven, basically factories that are going to start working on the vaccine so that we can be a few months ahead when, you know, he's like, look, five, four or five or six of these factories may end up being pointless. But he's like, if we put the groundwork in place now, by the time the vaccine is ready to go, we can put it into whichever factory is correctly built to mass produce it. And it will be that much further ahead. Kind of a brilliant idea when you're that wealthy. But I'm sure you heard today that uh, the CEO and founder of Twitter and Square, Jack Dorsey, who's a billionaire, not as wealthy as Bill, Billy Gates, but still a billionaire, Pledged a billion dollars to help. I don't know what does it say. Um, ba, 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 ba. Wait, it was a billion. I mean, oh. I read it, but I wasn't really paying attention. Dorsey to committed it. to funding COVID nineteen relief as well as philanthropy and girls education and health, as well as UBI. But yeah, he'll move a billion dollars of his Square Inc. equity. It's like nineteen million shares. They're fifty bucks a piece. Interesting. Bucks a piece. Because he's generally thought of as kind of an asshole, so that's good. I'm glad he's doing that. See, that's the thing. I don't. I didn't know really anything about him until I just got a news flash about. I mean, today. I don't. I I don't know that much about him. I heard his interview with the uh, um, the other Bill Simmons um, okay. like a year or two ago, and he was asking him sort of like the the the, the reason um, 
people dislike him is mostly because of sort of online harassment and stuff on Twitter. Hmm. Uh, the white white supremacists, all the shitty things that are on Twitter. Um, and he hasn't How is that done... His fault? He, basi- he oh, basically, a lot of the tech people are like, free speech, you know, we don't want to silence anyone's voices, but they, like, people are being, like, physically threatened and mm-hmm. in some cases hurt. And, uh, you know, hate groups are using your platform as a way to organize. Like, right. it's, it's not... It's not a uh, a victimless sort of like. It's not like someone talking in the street because you can talk. You basically can talk in every street and every place in the world, with the platform. So sure. They Twitter has done a pretty poor job of sort of the harassment angle. So that's why people dislike him. I think. I'm sure there are other reasons too, but Always I think are. a lot of the sort of uh, Silicon Valley has that kind of like weird libertarian outlook which is dumb sorry libertarian listeners your political philosophy is stupid any case (laughs) okay um so this 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 crisis is only pointing out how stupid it is so eat a dick only pointing out how stupid libertarianism is yeah how what, is that? Uh, just leave me alone. Let me fend for myself. Oh, oh shit! The whole world needs help. I guess uh, I don't know how. It's, uh, I guess I'll just use my home ventilator that I have when I get a uh, COVID nineteen. Oh yeah, that doesn't work. That's I need to George... pay taxes so we can have hospitals and roads and EMTs and all that shit you need. It's the George. So fuck Carlin. off, libertarians. Nimby, not in my backyard. <clears throat> um. So, but anyway, getting back to the point. So. Dorsey a million dollars, Bill Gates a hundred million. I'm sorry, Wait, Dorsey no, a not billion. a million, a Dorsey billion, a billion, a billion, a billion. I, so how how rich is he? I didn't like three, that. Three, seems like a significant. Like that's way more than yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. Gates it's, or it like is. fucking. It's a third Bezos. of his income. <laughs> it's a third of his income. That's I mean that's legit. That, of course I, it is. That's pretty impressive. Like yeah. I said, I've only had sort of negative impressions of him before. Not entirely, but right. mostly negative. But that. That's literally putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah, and again, and I read this in the press release as well, and it says it here in Wikipedia. In addition, it says whatever money is not used, or you know, if there's excess, it'll go to girls' education and health and pushing UBI. He was a big Andrew Yang uh, oh, supporter. Until well, you know, you could probably just down. take that billion dollars and chop make it, it up. UBI? And yeah. <laughs> just make it into UBI. Well, I mean. Not, it's not. It won't be very sustainable because you'll burn through it pretty quickly. But uh... I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to burst your bubble on math again. <laughs> you realize the two trillion dollar thing is essentially what got us UBI. So a billion wouldn't even cover a single yeah, one yeah. month payment of UBI. Fair enough. I mean, maybe he could, do it. He could try it on a small person. scale. Do it. Like yeah, he could. Yeah. In a city or something. Do it in your home state. Although he lives in, he lives in California, so yeah, again, yeah. a billion's not going to make it happen. Um. But yeah, you know, Bezos, I think, also did $100 million. Maybe I'm wrong on, on Billy Gates' number. That number might be higher now. I stopped thinking about it. But yeah, I mean, think about Bezos' net worth versus uh, yeah. Jack's. Of course. And like $100 million is literally a drop in the bucket compared to a billion. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, it's literally one, it's one-tenth the amount that Dorsey contributed. And Bezos probably has 40 times the net worth. So, isn't he have? Isn't he worth like seventy-two million or something? Seventy-two million? 
Or billion, sorry. No, it's over 100. Last I checked, it was over 100. Like 120 billion. Or uh, that says 117.3. I don't know if that reflects damn, the current, yeah. current market value. <laughs> Might be down to like 50 billion. Yeah, I don't know how up to... <laughs> well, no, I don't know how up to date that is, but Amazon's price is up. I mean, I bought it last week, and it's... Yeah, that's true. They're probably doing pretty well. They're one of the few businesses... They are doing yeah, very this, well. I mean, Google says... Uh, I mean, it would be interesting if they undervalued his net worth just to fuck just with Just because. <laughs> like, if you look on the Amazon browser, I think it's called... Uh, what the fuck is it called? They have some browser for their tablets. I can't think of what it's called. Oh, But oh, if no. you look on that, maybe he's worth like $130 billion, But on Google, he said... I'm going to go on a, I'm gonna go on a limb here, and I'm going to guess that Jeff Bezos is not going to Google to check what Google says about his net worth. He probably feels pretty confident and comfortable in what his overall net worth is. But oh, maybe uh, Forbes lists him at one one twenty two point two as a four seven twenty. They have real time net worth. Whoa! Get the fuck out! Really? That's awesome. At uh, one twenty three billion, it says. As of, I love that. Wait, why is that awesome? Nobody, nobody should have that much money. No, it's awesome that they have the confidence to say today he is worth this much money. Like, how well, could they possibly fu- know? It's fucking Forbes. That, yeah, I'm, I know. It's all finance. And I guess right now they ain't got shit else to do, so. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty to do, I guess. Oh, Sell. Bezos has, yeah. Bezos has four children? I didn't realize that. Yeah. A couple of different wives, too, I think. I think there's some info. Uh, this says... He got divorced recently, I know, which, hello. It just says divorced, yeah. I know she got a, a good chunk. I mean... I think she got 30 bill. Yeah. One just, bill is a good chunk, so, I know. Yeah. He, pay, he paid her off. Um, uh, but, 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 but it doesn't, it doesn't say how many, it just says divorced. It doesn't say how yeah. many wives. It's funny to think, I mean, it's ladies. not funny. It's kind of amazing to think. And Jamie and I were actually just talking about this a couple hours ago, that Amazon started out as a company that sold books online. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that too. It. Like it was basically, I remember, uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble were were sort of the Competing. same thing, kind of yeah, the yeah. BarnesandNoble.com. I mean, I know they had physical stores, but like they they're like both of these are ruining bookstores, and now right. and then Amazon's like, hold my beer, hold we're my gonna beer, ruin, <laughs> we're going to ruin everything. So yeah. you fuck around with bookstores, Barnes and Noble. We're you know what? You know what? Everything. You have bookstores. Go ahead, take the bookstore <laughs> market. I'm going to take every other market you could possibly conceive of. Yeah, they. Um, it's it's amazing that they're still getting stuff out there. They're still delivering things. I mean, it's much slower. And I read something today. They're they're not going to interfere with UPS and USPS. I don't know what that was all about, but um, I don't know. I just saw a headline. It went, it came and went. I think they're going to like slow down their shipping even more is the point um, to allow those to stay afloat because so many people had turned to Amazon. Amazon. Oh, oh, they're going to slow down their shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I mean, I, I assume you guys are still ordering stuff off of there every now and again, but like even stuff that's prime, like uh, you're not getting the prime delivery speed anymore. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we've always, I, I think I've complained about it on here before. Our prime is not always prime. Right. Um, it's more like secondary. Per, yeah. <laughs> ter, tertiary. Oh. Um, Big word. Yeah. It's, it's more of a prime number. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, I I noted like now they're like, even under the Amazon Prime. If you search that tab, it's like uh, we'll ship out like April twelfth. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
everything's slower. And then you'll get it whenever you get it after that. Right. So I'm looking at the uh, the the complete list of richest. It's Bezos, Bill Gates, Bill Gates, Billy, Billy. Bernard Arnault. Oh, he owns Louis Vuitton and family. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett, Larry Ellison, and then Amancio Ortega, who owns Zara. And he then owns Mexico. Zuckerberg. No, he's Spanish and he's not Mexican. Oh, okay. Um, imagine how much more money Larry Ellison would have if he didn't sink it into those stupid yachts that he races all over the country. That's the Oracle guy, right? Uh, it just he's says software and technology. So yeah, he's probably. the Oracle guy. He spends uh, millions of dollars on these so yachts, these yacht races. It's like, come on. Eight, nine, and ten are all Waltons. Of course. And Bezos is looking down at them going... <laughs> it, it, well, I mean, if they combine together, they have more than he does. So. Yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> it it lists their industry as fashion and retail. I was like... Mm. The Waltons? <laughs> yeah. Fashion? <Maybe> generous. <laughs> I, I don't... I mean, I'll have to poll my friends tomorrow, but I don't know of anyone that thinks, I'm going to pick up some fashion items. Let's head to Wally World. Well, and, I uh, think it's more they clothing. Which I know they, they have clothing. Sell at I Walmart, know. but they sell everything at Walmart. Yeah, they they really do. They're the non-online version of Amazon at this point. Yeah, I think their online game has stepped. Like I think they basically have free up. prime shipping. It is picking up, and they have the um, the curbside pickup, which is is very popular. I've heard good things about it. I've never actually done it, but I have. I know people that do, and they seem to like it. I have no idea how that makes them money though that whole curbside pickup thing blows my mind like you're what paying is that? someone it's where you you order you put together an order online and they say come by in an hour and pick it up and we'll we'll put it in your car for you yeah right. and someone goes around and shops for you essentially i mean when i the we do or we did a fair amount of our grocery shopping at walmart just cuz it's really cheap mm-hmm. um and I see those pickers in there every time I go. They have their little carts and like buckets, yeah. and they're putting stuff in there. Um, you're saying I don't know how they make money on that. I mean, they're I still just, selling the product. I understand, but they're and also, they're paying those people anyway. Like they, yeah, but now they they're have, whatever they, they have were fewer doing cashiers, before. But whatever they were doing before, now they're not doing that. Now they're shopping. Yeah, probably helping people. Yeah, so. <laughs> rather Todd is talking shit about the ten dollar. No, I'm, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not. I don't. I'm not trying to talk shit about Walmart workers. I'm just saying, like, if your job is to like hang Great. out in a department and be customer service or whatever, you could you can do that while you're shopping at the same time. Is probably what they're thinking. Hmm. I would say the service would suffer, but like, Indeed. if you see that person, you could like in the grocery area pulling things. You can be like, hey, what row or what aisle is pickles on or whatever. And they can say it's on 17. You know what I mean? Whatever you're shopping for. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. pickles. So I know you do. That's why I, was I would definitely be shopping for pickles. I'm just talking to default to talking about pickles. Of course. Why not? <laughs> what the hell else would he be talking about? Oh man. The, uh, the no dunks crew was, uh, doing a draft of sandwiches. Oh boy. So okay. they've, they've been doing fantasy drafts of different things and they, uh, their sandwich draft had five things. It was like bread, spread meat everyone got cheese uh vegetable vegetable and a side okay. and it re- really made me want a sandwich because i was like 
oh, it was. I was listening to it at like two in the afternoon, That's and I had already eaten. But I was like, oh man, they were talking about like focaccia and ciabatta bread, and then like a big so, baguette. I was like, oh, this sounds so good. I, I can't believe I'm going to go down this rabbit hole, but this is what we do. We have food talk on the show. How, explain <laughs> to me how that works. Cause I'm a little I'm so. A little they had five categories and like five people. They sort of rotate through. So like. The first category was bread, say, I can't remember who had the first pick. I think JD, who's their producer, had the first pick in bread, and then they go sequentially. The next round, the next person, J.E. Skeets or whatever, would have the first pick, then Tass, then um, Lee, and then Trey or whatever. They, so, they all go through and have a first pick in each round. They can trade if they want to, and they, they're making the, – once it's been picked, nobody else can use it. But how many types of bread were up on the, on the block? Well, you could, that this one, most of them, they're like you can name whatever you want, but like, I see. Uh, for meat, like, um, like uh, Lee Ellis picked bacon, and JD, who's from Canada, is like, can I use pineal bacon? I think is the real name for Canadian bacon. Mm. And they're like, no, 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 bacon's off the table. Like all types of bacon. Or if you pick ham, I mean, someone had already picked ham, so to me, maybe bacon should be off too. But whatever. Um, no. You can't just take nope. all pig products off once you pick sand. There's too many options. There. But like for the spreads, like when mayo was picked first, aiolis were off the table. Okay. Mustard, it included honey mustard, uh, coarsely ground and spicy mustard. But all that stuff was under one umbrella. Man, I would struggle to go five deep <clears throat> on spreads. Period. What the hell else is there? Mayo, ketchup, well, mustard. So, but you wouldn't put ketchup Trey, on a sandwich. So Trey Kirby from Chicago picked Jardinier, which is not really a spread to me. No. That's like the sort of pickled vegetable kind of stuff. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, and Tasmelis picked uh, Tapenade, which is more of a spread because it's like, it's olives, you know, minced up, but it, it's more of spread-like. Yeah. But they they discuss like tzatziki sauce. You oh. could put a hummus on there. I, I mean, that. mustard and mayo were picked. I can't remember what Lee Ellis picked. This was something weird, I think, as is generally the case. Um, but yeah, there's spreads. I agree. I was like, I don't know how deep I could go in this. I probably would have picked oil and vinegar because that's generally what I like on my sandwich now. Sure. What did you say? I, no, I said sure. I, I like oil and vinegar on certain sandwiches. I'll yeah, I mean, most of the sandwiches that I make, which are, again, I'm vegetarian, so it's like cheese, a bunch of vegetables, oil and vinegar. Yeah. It's kind of like a salad on bread. With, with some Correct. cheese. <laughs> right. As so, long as you have the pickles in there, that's all that matters. I still need, I still need to back up a second, though. So is, is the idea that you had a round for each of these topics and you were trying to build the perfect sandwich or you were just trying to yeah. get the best ingredients? Not, not well, necessarily so they all you're went trying, together. No, they, I think the goal is to, to draft the best sandwich. So okay. at the end, they would go through and list the ingredients. So you what wouldn't pick had, like... Yeah. Um, ciabatta bread peanut butter and pickles because nobody's right. going to eat that right i mean you could draft that but it's kind of a waste no, i understand um i see so yeah. what so what was the winning sandwich what was the best one um Did they I, come I mean consensus? i don't think they came to a consensus i'm sure if you go to the no dunks feed you can see the different sandwiches yeah. i mean i think lee ellis basically made a uh, blt for some reason. Um, okay. I think Jay Skeets had like ham and something else. Trey had turkey. 
JD had egg salad, which I'm an egg salad fan. Although he Ugh. drafted mayonnaise as his spread, which seems like kind of a waste because egg Isn't salad there already has mayo and mayonnaise in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you could put a little extra on there if you want. Um, and all things I hate, but go ahead. Oh, I think Toss Mellis had um, he had like ciabatta with. He was making sort of a muffaletta kind of sandwich, which sound, sounded tasty because he had like a salami and so tapenade. Assuming you listened to the whole thing, were any of them trying to like, once you got in the later rounds, trying to block the picks of what they thought the other person would need to complete the yeah. Yes. One of them tried, he stole, what did he steal? He stole, I think he stole a bread that he thought, uh, I think Trey stole a bread that he thought Lee Ellis would want. Okay. Which I believe was a baguette, and he's like, because he's like, Lee's always talking about baguettes, so I just took that one. <laughs> nice, good stuff. So, yeah, it. I I was thinking we should do it, but we don't have enough people. You need like we could do it in our next group chat. If we, we could. Bring... <laughs> we could. I'm not on those emails, but yeah, let me know when that is, and we can uh, you can suggest that sort of a topic on there. I I feel like there'd be a lot of complaining and nitpicking of rules, especially with a, a Mr. Brooks so involved or <laughs> endless complaining. Yeah. All, all the Portlandians would, uh, yeah. Would Ricky would probably complain about, about some stuff too. Eh, I don't really care anymore. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to play. I'm out. All the things uh, I picked are on the table. <laughs> yeah. And we, we would have several vegetarians. So that would, but that, that would make it interesting. Yeah. That would vegetarian definitely would make it more interesting. And it would leave the meats for, you know, the Taylors, Mike's, Scots of the world to, to fight over. So I mean, I think Ricky makes pretty much the same sandwich every day for lunch, and probably has for like the last twenty years. Nice. You know, it's funny. I, I have. I, I'm the same way. I've taken a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to work for since probably 2008. Um, <laughs> but with this. Um, with this quarantine, I have, have, had... we, have we... Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt yeah. you. You're a creamy peanut butter, or do you, I'm do a you creamy go with peanut the crunch? No, creamy. Are you anti-crunchy peanut butter? On a sandwich, yes. What What would you put the crunchy like if peanut I, butter on? I, like if a candy I were... bar, or what do you mean? <laughs> well, that too. But no, if I were dipping a carrot or a celery stick into a jar of peanut butter, I wouldn't mind a little crunch. But the crunch within the sandwich is it's upsetting this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard so you would want the crunch with a carrot or celery stick which are already inherently crunchy crunchy. correct most people want textural contrast so you get the soft chew of the bread plus a little crunch in your peanut butter but you're saying no 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 i want a soft mushy bread soft mushy jelly and soft mushy peanut butter and maybe some salty potato chips slid in there Uh, what am i a heathen no as we have discussed on this podcast several times i've had my share of dental issues namely cracking a tooth on a fucking tootsie pop so the fact that you think i would have any interest in putting a crunchy peanut butter texture in my sandwich is is ridiculous to me so no i have no interest in that and yes if i'm already crunching on the carrot or crunching on the celery Let's let's amp up the crunch a little bit. I have no problem right. with that. Super crunch. I got super it. Super crunch. I gotcha. Why not? Live a little. Super super crunch. Uh, oh, but anyway, like I was saying, before I was so rudely interrupted. So Sorry. I when when I go to work, I except for one day a week when I treat myself and go out, 
and buy a sandwich. Subway sandwich. Whatever. Subway. I don't know. That subway's gone way downhill. I've been branching out. Oh, really? Anyway, yeah. Do you still go in? The uh, free drink has ended? No, we still get our afternoon (laughs) beverage. I mean, we haven't for over three weeks now, but yeah, up until obviously yeah. they're, they're probably hoping the, uh, the COVID pandemic will break your stealing of beverages. No, trust me. If they care, they can just kick us out. Like we're doing it against the rules. We have no reason to go in there. We've not earned the right to do that. We just know the people and we say hi to them and they don't care because it's cost one half of one cent for us to go refill. But anyway, the point is, um, that since quarantine, Almost every day, a couple exceptions, but almost every day, I've had the time and the ability to make a hot dog. And again, you just mentioned you're a vegetarian, so I know you have no interest in hot dogs, but man. No, 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 no. I love veggie hot dogs. Okay. That is one of my favorite meals. That's that's like a death row meal for me. Just hot dogs <laughs> with a shitload of mustard on it and like some Doritos. That's, I love hot dogs. I get I, stupidly excited about having hot dogs. I had Cheez-Its today, but yesterday <laughs> I had exactly what you just said. I had a hot dog and Doritos, mustard. I put ketchup on mine as well, but if you get a good bun and a good dog, man, nothing better. I mean, for me, the, the hot dog is mostly just a vehicle for the mustard. Sure. Understandable. And I'm not even eating fancy mustard, just the, the yellow. Oh, no, French's. Obviously, French's. I, I mean, I don't even know if we have French's. We have store brand French's, but... Same fucking difference. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually running low. I'm kind of concerned. I need to. It's we, midweek tomorrow. It's we like had go three bottles in our fridge, and they were all pretty much empty. <laughs> so I, I've been using a knife to spoon out the other two, but Anne bought a new one. So I think we're we have we have one that's full, and then two that are like ninety five percent empty. Yeah. Well, it's they're empty enough for like that we should throw them away, but there's still a little bit in there. But it's a pain in the ass to get it out. You yeah. get a lot of that mustard pee if you try to shake it out. Uh, the worst. <clears throat> the absolute worst. You have to avoid that, especially in a hot worst, dog. Because if, you, if it part comes of, out yeah. unexpectedly, Soggy it falls bun. into the bun. Uh, worst part of mustard. Death sure. to hot dog. Yeah, 100%. 100% the worst part. But anyway, that's been a highlight of quarantine. A lot of it so, is no fun. But um, Yeah. I think I told you this before we left my office. They were... <clears throat> sort of uh spraying down everything they were shutting down but they they i told you normally in the in the lunch room they have like bottles of ketchup and mustard but oh, they replace them yes. with individual packets yes i'm yes. wondering uh when we go back to work assuming we do at some point uh will they go back to the bottles or will they hang on the packets for a while Interesting. I, you know, I, I, I've heard several podcasts sort of talk about, like, how are we going to reintegrate here? I'm, I'm wondering, like, how – I guess it depends on when we go back, how confident people are that they're yeah, that'll make it safe. I saw something that was like – what was I watching? I was watching or listening to something that was like – oh, I think it was Pod Save America or something. And, like, how long – were people going to be before they were ready to shake hands or do this? Like, and it was like, it was all in the two to six month timeline. Sure. Basically it was, it was interesting to think about though. Like, I don't know. I haven't yeah, really I mean, thought, the... thought about it on my own, but I don't, I don't know what the, the answer is. I mean, the handshaking 
I don't know. It, it depends on what you do. If you're a salesman or something, that, that's a decision you're going to have to make right away. But like for me, aside from my conference, which is twice annually, once in May, which has been canceled, obviously, and then again in October, um, that's the only time where I have like excessive handshaking in the course of a day. Yeah. I don't, Otherwise, I, I just work with my same, coworkers like, and I don't shake the hands of my coworker. You know, it doesn't happen. Yeah. It's more of like a head nod, like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Or whatever. Like, morning. But will I don't, it be I don't walk over with... to each one of my coworkers in the morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Let me shake Top your hand. Top of the day. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Mad Men. It's not 1957. But but will it be replaced by, you know, the fist bump or the the ever awkward elbow bump or whatever the hell we're calling that, where people are just <laughs> that, touching elbows? I have no idea. I I don't see the elbow bump catching on. I do remember. Sorry, this reminded me. <clears throat> um. When Marcus Camby was on the Blazers, he I think was like a germaphobe, and he would uh, he instituted a sort of instead of high fives, they would all touch the backs Back of, the of their hands. <laughs> he did that with everybody, and then like basically the whole team did it then, just because it's yeah. hard to remember to do that with one person, and then right camaraderie. So like that season or two, he might have played with them three seasons, but when sort of peak Camby on the Blazers, they were all doing the back of the hand. Sort that's of high five. That's very I mean, that's not a great way to prevent the spread of no. germs. But... You're going to have hurt knuckles eventually, so we got to stop that. But um... I mean, they weren't doing it hard. It was, yeah, I mean, NBA, like, you know, the free throws and everybody does the little daps and stuff, but like with the back right. of the hand versus the front. Which, by the way, not to get, again, not to go too far down a wormhole here, but I, and I'm sure I've mentioned <laughs> this before. If you watch games like NBA classic games from the 80s, and certainly anything before that, which you probably wouldn't because you wouldn't have interest, but before it's amazing the before the 80s. It's amazing how much faster the games go because they shot a free throw, make or miss. Within two seconds, the ref had thrown them the ball again for the second <laughs> free throw. Nobody left the free throw line. Nobody left the lanes. Nobody was dapping anybody. You didn't walk back to half court. You weren't yelling at your coach. Like the game is so much slower nowadays. And it's because That's of all those little things. The power forward isn't touching the ball and rubbing it in their hands before they give it back to yeah. the ref to uh, and throw the, hard the guy dribble, to shoot the ball. Yeah, wiping on his shorts. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Just get out of the way. Let the man shoot the other free throw. But it's uh, it's funny because you think of the game being well, in general, like it's faster I, and more yeah. flowy. But like I yes. could see where that part would be excruciatingly yes. slow. I mean, free throws are like yeah. They are the one um, thing that slows the game. Godly annoying. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing, um, and this, I, I'm certain you didn't watch, have, have no interest in this, but, you know, certain networks have been showing, like, like right now on ESPN2, there's classic boxing. And um, earlier tonight on ESPN, there's classic baseball. And this coming up weekend, the past week and the weekend before, there were classic NCAA March Madness games, just because there's no current ones. And they showed the... Um, the ultra classic game from 92 between Duke and Kentucky where Christian oh, Leitner had Leitner. the famous shot. The, the shot clock, the shot clock was 45 seconds, Jesus 45 Christ. seconds. Like I was watching the game and, and, and by the way, it's also, it's Wait, amazing. What is how it now for college? It's 30 for college. Okay. But it's amazing now how dependent we are on that little scroll at the bottom to see what the time is, see what the score is. Like, it uh-huh. would just pop up occasionally, and then it would go away. You're just watching the game, like, with no... I remember so that, long... actually, when we were, like, I remember in too. high school or college. would be like, what's the score? And, like, I don't know. It'll come up in a minute. Yeah, yeah. 
but um, now that that seems insane. Constantly... Also, you can you can look at it on your phone if you want to now. But <clears throat> it's no, kind of nice is... to have that go away. I think you focus more on the. I game. mean, it had its moments, but it got to a point where I was like, these possessions seem so slow. I wonder what the shot clock is. And because the camera angle didn't show it either, it took me a long time to figure out. I mean, I, I was enjoying watching the game anyway. I like rewatching classic games like that, but 45s, I mean, those possessions, like, you know, you'd run set plays and they'd bomb out and you'd throw it back up to Hurley and run it again. It would work Throw it back up to Hurley again. Like it was unbelievable how many times, and still that game, it went to overtime, but still the game was over a hundred points, which for college is, is a pretty big score. Is one hundred three, one hundred two? But they're gonna they're gonna reboot and start for the fifth time in this possession. No shots taken yet. I mean, yeah, forty five seconds. Like you're an NBA so, guy. That's twenty one seconds more than what the NBA has. So, do you enjoy rewatching classic games if it's a team you like, like Duke, and you know they lose? Like I, no, I like rewatching games that I the team I'm rooting for wins. But if I know they're gonna lose, I'm not gonna fucking watch that game. Uh. uh... <clears throat> Hang on, my ears itching. A perfect example is, um, and again, ABC did this just last weekend. I think they were showing. Uh, it may have been. It may have been for the Kobe Hall of Fame thing. I don't know. But anyway, they were showing classic Lakers games, and they showed the 2008 Finals, the final game of the season, and the 2009 Finals. I I watched the the 2009 Finals because that's when Kobe and Kyle won. <laughs> but I knew 2008 was when the Celtics took it in Game Six. And I deleted it. I didn't even start watching it. I read the description and deleted it. I wanted no part of that. It was a bad time in my life. We'd finally gotten back to the finals and the fucking Celtics beat us again for the 17th time in history. It was only two years later. We finally got one over on him. So yeah, it was, um, no, I I totally will not watch those games. And same thing with Duke. There was a a Duke Gonzaga game that recorded the same day of that Duke Kentucky game. I watched the Duke Kentucky I deleted Duke and Zaga. It was a great game. It was entertaining, but we lost. So, 2009, that's pre-Bynum, right? He didn't come in until later, right? No, I think that or was Or was he there yet? That was, that was either his rookie year or his second year. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was drafted in 05. Okay. So, or his third Such or fourth. Such a year. weird player, because he was like... So talented. I feel like he... he he was super talented, but always had like little n- nagging injuries. It felt like, yeah. I feel like he never like. It's always like he was right there from being like amazing, and then never quite got there, and then just sort of like disappeared. He, ne- he never grew into his body. Was the problem? You you hear that term a lot, but like, for example, his his first two years, he averaged one point six points, and then seven point eight points, and then the next three years, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. That included the two years they won. So wait, on his first two years, what was his rebound? Rebound numbers? one 1.7 and 5.9. And then 10, wow. 8, 8. He so, I mean, sucked he was, his first year. Or just yeah. didn't play much, probably. He, I'm, I'm sure he just didn't play Because they, they had Powell then, right? They didn't. No, no, no. Not no 5, 06, 06, 07. Um, oh, that was later? Didn't get Powell, yeah, they didn't get Powell until that. Well, who, that who was their main game. center? The main center in 0506? Ooh, I have no idea. I don't know who it would have been. I don't know if this will show you on the team. No, it oh my god. Yeah, so whatever, stats. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But anyway, um, I'm trying to think who it was. Between Shaq and Bynum, who was the center? I think it was, um, 
I can't remember the guy's name. Big guy, tall guy. Oh, <laughs> black guy. really? <laughs> That'll narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, big tall black guy. Oh, Jesus. That was their center. Or shit, that could have been the Travis Knight years. Nah, that was before then. I don't know. Um, anyway, I, I wanted to talk basketball. I wanted, I wanted to save that for the end because I did have something fun I wanted to do with you. Shouldn't take that long. So, so gonna, oh, Kwame yeah, Brown yeah. played center for them Kwame in 2005. Brown. Because the Kwame Brown trade is how we got Pau Gasol. Oh, and we, Ronnie Turiaf was also on the team. Interesting. Yeah, Turiaf was there when they won, though. He stuck around. And he was not... He wasn't a true center. He was like 6'10", 6'9", 6'10". I mean, that's obviously still very tall, but wasn't a seven-footer for him. Yeah, he was there. Those three were also there. He's listed as a center in 2006, 2007, and then 2007, yeah. 2008. Yeah, he yeah, was there for the name. first time. Yeah. Pau shows up that year. Yep. And then he's he, there for Kwame the was in that trade. Few. Yeah, he was there for four years or whatever it was. Um, well, fuck it. Let's finish up this basketball topic real quick. So I had this down as a topic because it's very relevant. As you know, and you've given me shit about this for a long time and it's fine. I'll, I accept it. I have a gigantic backlog of Lakers games (laughs) from this season that I, from this season, from this season that I have not watched. And like earlier today, I was watching Lakers Pacers from December 15th. So I finally found a benefit to having all these games backlogged is that to me, the NBA season has not been suspended. Every morning I get up and I watch a quarter or two of a Lakers game. Sure, it happened three and a half, four months ago, but I'm now going through the season and following the team as if it's it's live action. So how I, many I, uh, <coughs> like uh, how many games? you zip through commercials and yeah. free throws or? Uh, I don't do free you can throws. Probably, actually, you can probably watch that shit right now on, and like, uh, League Pass is probably. I think it's free. League Pass is free. It's a well, it's a free preview. I don't know if it's started yet. I know it is this weekend. I don't know if it's started quite yet, but uh, yeah, you probably can. But yeah, it's if great. you have not used League Pass to... before, the condensed games are nice. The two-hour like, ones. 10 or 15 minute games. They're like oh. 10 or 15 minutes for the whole game. They basically just show sure. every scoring play. So you can get most of the game. <clears throat> um, I, would, I would recommend those. Who has the job of editing that shit? Oh my God. I don't know. Who cares? But Not see, that's me. what I'm talking about. All the <laughs> dead balls and people walking around. And yeah, it's Again, the free throws, amazing. the timeouts. Yeah, no, I zip through all that stuff as best I can. But it probably takes 75, 80 minutes to watch a full game. It normally takes me a couple days of like when I'm eating breakfast or lunchtime or whatever. But um, I'm catching up. I'll be caught up before the season resumes, I'm sure. If the season resumes. Where the season resumes, you never know. Um, But definitely a benefit of keeping all those Lakers games on the DVR. And again, like I said, ABC is starting to show some those NBA pre-preview weekends are trying to show some classic games as well. So I have a good little mix. I think I have 28 total recordings. I think probably 19 to 20 of them are true games from this season that I haven't yet watched. And then another seven or eight are classic Lakers games. So always good. Good times. Um, yeah. The league league plus free preview is going on right now. You can watch all the archived games from this season. Nice. So any game that was played. Out. 
you can uh, you can watch. So sponsors tonight are Skype. League Pass. NBA League Pass. All right. I want to close out the show tonight with a fun little thing. We've done this in a sense before, but this one surprised me even more because of where this list came from. So <clears throat> it doesn't matter how I found this, but I was uh, <laughs> I was looking through some old emails. I'm you know doing a lot of cleaning up of, of Gmail and stuff like that um, during this quarantine time. I'm getting a lot of stuff done, feeling good about it, cleaning the house, all sorts of stuff. But anyway, yeah. um, and I found this list from NPR. First time ever. Uh-huh. Second. Before the wedding. Um, from NPR. NPR oh, wait, Music. you did clean it before the wedding? Yes. Yikes. NPR Music uh-huh. of the top songs, the top 25 songs of 2019. Oh, is this the, do we know any of these fucking songs? I think there's three of 25 that I know. So I'm okay. going to go through and just read the artist. If you know the artist, I'll read the song name. Okay. If you don't know the artist, which for most you will not, there's no point in me reading the song name. And you just tell me okay. if you know who the artist is. Okay? I may know some of these because my kids listen to a lot of this shit. So You may. All right. <clears throat> we'll start at 25, work our way down to one. Okay. So number 25 is Setch featuring Daryl. <laughs> What's the name of the song? I don't think I know. I don't always know the artist's names. Otro Trago. Never heard of it. And I could be wrong about Sech. It's S-E-C-H. Sech? Jesus. Could be Sesh. I don't know. It looks like uh, Keenan from uh, Saturday Night Live. Just a, a rotund oh, black, okay. black fellow. <laughs> All right. So 25. Again, no, I have no idea. Okay. Never heard of that person. Okay. Or people. 24. 24 is Shay Apalache. Not ringing or, any bells. Tell me the name of the song anyway, though. The Dreamer? Nope. North I mean, Carolina some of these songs I may have heard, but I just don't know the title. That's fair. Okay. Over two. All right. 23, Da Baby. <laughs> that does sound really Song name is Shug. No. I don't or Suge. I don't know. S-U-G-E. I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce half this shit. We'll say Shug. Because I think it's how Shug Knife spells his name. All right. Da Baby. No? Okay. Da Baby. No. All right. Number two. Or 22, Wait, rather. That's a terrible name. 2022 20, is Caleb Burhans. The song is called A Moment for Jason Molina. Yeah, I mean, I know who Jason Molina is, but so do I. I don't know that but song. you don't know who Caleb Burhans is. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, that's Perfect. the. Uh, what was this band called? Songs Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a Sorry. good band. I remember that from my WSBF days. All right. 21, Molly Tuttle. Song name Take the Journey. Not Molly no. Huddle, Molly Tuttle. Yeah, but so. these aren't popular songs necessarily. These are the best songs from these NPR are the best music, songs, which as is as a fairly eclectic like that's mix fine. of songs. I think okay. that's fine. But we we all watched the what do they call it the Tiny Desk concert or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I heard any of these motherfuckers being the, invited to the Tiny <laughs> Desk concert series. So, all right. Maybe they just haven't shown up yet. Maybe that's they're possible. post yeah, post waiting. quarantine. They have to make the list, the top 25 list, and then the next year they get invited. All right. Number 20, Islam, Chipsy, and Eek. Song is no. El De Nasor. Oh, I thought Eek was the name of the song. No, no. I'm 0 for 5 for sure. And by the way, Eek is capital E-E-K. In case you were wondering, keep a score at home. Islam, Chipsy, and Eek. That's a no-go. All right. I, I do 19. like the name Islam, Chipsy, though. 
I mean, better it's than, creative. Uh, the baby or whatever. Yeah, the baby. All right, number nineteen. I've actually heard of. I think both of these artists. It, it was a, a combo thing. Nineteen is Twenty One Savage featuring J Cole. Song name is a lot. Sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> J Cole is but... an Atlanta rapper. Twenty One Savage is like a. I think it's a duo, maybe a trio, like a it's a two piece rock rock group. Not familiar. So, Okay, so that was the first one I'd heard of. All right, so you're still 0 for 7. Number 18, yeah. Summer Walker. Song's called Wasted. Nope. Nope. All right, Black Lady, R&B singer. I'm just basing this off the picture. Number 17, the band name is Great Grandpa. Song name is Digger. <laughs> I like both of those names. <laughs> Band name and song name. But I, no, I don't know. Fucking this. love the name of the band, <laughs> but never Great heard of. Him. Grandpa. Never heard of. Him. And I'll send you the link afterwards. You can get a, yeah. An idea I, I, I gotta listen to Great Grandpa. Clearly. Wait, I mean, is that it? Like, a, does that look to be rock, hip hop, um, EDM? I, what, what? No, I would guess like folksy. Pop. Maybe? Okay. It's a, eh, it's a five piece. Man, if, it were like a, if it were a rapper and his name was Great oh, Grandpa, that'd be awesome. 100%. 100%. It'd be like a real, um, what's the, shit, what's the Kyrie Irving alter ego? Oh, the uh, gr- um, Grandpa. Uh, Uncle Drew and Great Grandpa. Uncle Drew yeah, and Great Grandpa. <laughs> Killer combo. That's the sequel. That's the sequel. All right. Number 16, Caroline Polachek. Song title, So Hot You're Hurting My Feelings. Nope. Didn't think so. All right. Number 15, this is one I definitely heard of. I think you will as well. Number 15 is Carly Rae Jepsen. The song is entitled Too Much. I've heard of her. I don't know if I've heard that song. (laughs) Yeah. So we got one. We're in. We got one you've heard of. All right. 14. Is Is she the Call Me Maybe lady? Yes. I think so. No. I don't know. She's in that vein. I don't think that's right, but I can't remember what her song, what her big hit was. All right, 14 is Yola. Song is Far Away Look. Oh, I have heard Yola. Um, okay. Probably that song. She Carly Rae Jepsen has a call. Uh, she has a, a really, like, okay. cool-sounding voice. She has, like, a, if I remember correctly, like a real gravelly kind of sound to her voice. Could be. She's a larger black woman. Looks like she's playing, <clears throat> yeah. playing guitar. She was on voice. something, like... I think they had a, no. I, I think there was an interview on. Uh, her music was, or she was. She and her music were on okay. um, Broken Record, which is like a oh. music podcast with Rick Rubin and Malcolm Glad Malcolm Gladwell. I feel like I listened to her from that. I definitely heard. I heard that name because I was like, a lot of times I'll only listen to the episode if I know who it is. Right. Like there's one they have. This last season, I listened to almost none of them because I was like, "Don't care." Uh, they had they had one this season about James Taylor. I was like, "Don't give a shit." <clears throat> they had Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead. I was like, "Don't care." Um, <clears throat> but they have had interesting people. Like they had Jack White, which I'm not like a huge White Stripes yeah. or Jack White fan, but he was pretty interesting. They had him and the other guy from the Raconteurs, hmm. and they had like Questlove. They had I think yeah. they had like a two part episode. That was really good. Anyway, so they interview musical performers and for some reason i listened to one i think it was that show that had yola and she was she's like british i think but she has a very like it's possible. soulful voice 
if I remember correctly. Can't tell from the picture. That's like a twenty percent chance that I'm accurate on that. I'm gonna say I know her though. I definitely know that name. We'll give it to because I I listened to the album after that because I was like, ah, I kind of like the songs that she was singing. Yeah, yeah. Carry on. Okay, number thirteen. Number thirteen. Yolo, Yolo with Yola. Thank you. Number thirteen. Tanya Tagak. The song entitled Snowblind? Nope. You say nope, but I bet you do know who this is because as the tenor of Tagak's voice shifts from wistful sigh to an urgent gasp, she's one of these throat singing broads. The Canadian. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely know her. Sorry. So initially when I looked at this list, I did not consider that one. But as I'm reading this, I'm like, I saw a story on 60 Minutes about her. I think it was her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I so think I sent I, you this lady. I definitely have listened to her because she's on. Um, Feels like something you would she's listen on, to. Like, she's on the same label as. Uh, shit. What's the name of that guy? Mike Patton. The Mr. Bungle Faith No More guy has like a label, oh. I think. Or oh. he's on that label. Really? Okay. Yeah, you maybe you sent me this. I've definitely there was like yes, yeah, definitely a sixty minutes thing or something. I yeah, I know her. I probably sent that to you if you didn't see it yourself. <clears throat> you should watch sixty minutes. I'm telling you. I don't know if it's just a, a callback to my childhood, but I I look forward to it every week. I love watching. 60 minutes. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> right. I'm two for whatever we're at. Two for the first fourteen, thirteen. All right, number twelve, Cuco, Bossa no se. I'm guessing this is a Spanish artist. I can't even tell from the picture. Is it K-U-K-O? Nope. C-U-C-O. C-U-C-O. Chicano love boy, Cuco, offers the earworm, the earworm of the summer. So that's he a looks no. Like he's, he looks like he's about 12. Yeah. I'm looking don't at a picture. T- don't be looking these up. You're going to take too long. All right. I don't know Cuco. <clears throat> okay. Number 11, Rhapsody. Song named Nina. Nope. Nope. Number 10, obviously Vampire Weekend. The song is Harmony Hall. We've heard of Vampire Weekend. I do know them. I don't know if I know that song, but yes. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Uh, number 9, I'll Residente, featuring Ile and Bad Bunny. No. The song is Afilando Los Chuchillos. <laughs> he is a okay. Puerto Rican rapper. Yeah. No idea. All right, number 8, FKA Twigs. I know her. You do? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know. The if song I've ever is called Cellophane. Music, yeah, I know her. I'm gonna count that as four. Okay. Congratulations on that one. All right, number seven, <laughs> Ashley McBride, One Night Standards. Looks like a country music artist, so I would be annoyed if you know yeah, Ashley I don't, McBride. I don't know her. McBride's with a Y. MC yeah, yeah I, I, she came up. That I mean, Google's good at suggesting these things. I feel like I might have heard of her before. No. <laughs> no, she actually might have been on that podcast as well. Okay, seeing someone's name in a podcast title that you <clears throat> no, no, I mean, I might have actually count. listened to it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call bullshit. All right, number six, Sima Funk, C I M A Funk. The song is El Pot. Tahe. He's a Cuban, I don't know, rapper, singer? No. Feels like a no. Okay. All right, number five, Billie Eilish, Bury a Friend. We've Definitely heard, heard of Eilish. her. 
Number four, Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, Old Town Road. I was annoyed to see that at number four. Yeah, I've definitely heard that song. Heard of him. So what am I at? Five now? Six? Yeah. <clears> Just picked up two, two quick ones. Two quick ones. You're about to get a third. Three, Lizzo, Juice. Yep, I know that song. Blame it on my juice. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm thinking these final two you will not have known. And yet they are the top two songs of 2019, according to NPR Music. Number two, The High Women, the song titled High Women. Never heard of it. Is that a country band, too? It looks like it, but... Uh, country music supergroup. That I've never heard of. No, don't, don't look familiar, no. don't know anything about them. I don't know them either. Okay. And number one, the most popular song, the best song of 2019, according to NPR Music, is by the band Big Thief... A song called Not. Nope. <laughs> okay, so again, some very popular artists there. Lizzo, the Lil Nas X song, and Billie Eilish. I mean, I'm not back, saying that that band isn't good or their songs not Of course not good. you're not. Of course you're not. Heard of but it. that's <laughs> the best song of the year, and I've never... They don't look familiar. They don't look anything like anything I've ever seen before. They're an American indie rock band with folk roots based in Brooklyn, New York. Now that sounds to me fucking annoying. Like that description, <laughs> I'm like, these guys yeah. are assholes. Every but step along might, the way. They might be amazing. I don't know. Could be. I no don't song think in I'll ever, I don't think I'll ever listen to them, but <laughs> No song felt more searing or more perfect, Todd. So you're really missing out. Wait, what's the name of the song? Not N O T. Okay. I just sent you the list. Do not look at it now. Wait until the show's over, which it almost is. Because God knows you'll get too distracted. But yeah, I just, I was zipping through the list and I was like, all right, Lizzo, sure. Billy Eilish, whatever. And, you know, a couple others. But I was like, who the fuck are these other people? Big and how out of touch am I that I've never heard of them? Sech. All right, <laughs> I, I, got, I, got, I got Big Thief not queued up on uh, Yautaub for after the show. Great. Can't wait. I hope you enjoy it. You'll have to let us know next week. That's a little teaser. <laughs> Teaser for next week's show. Todd will listen to Big Thief and give a review of their hit single from 2019. The best song of 2018, according to NPR Music, N.O.T. Not. So stick around oh, for that. They, they're they scheduled to play... Uh, Nowhere for the next month. Australia next month. That's a maybe. Put that They'll down be in Virginia maybe. with The National in July. Hey, get your tickets now. Feels like a show you'd enjoy. Anyway, uh, let's, let's see how much those tickets are. I'm going to guess they're very expensive. Just because, because of the NPR. All thing, shows man. are expensive now. That's probably like 50 bucks. Oh, 23. That seems reasonable. You'll be there. Take some photos. We'll put them up on the website. <clears throat> I'm not going Everybody to see them. Everybody can check them out. Well, I don't I know. So. I, I'm not not going to see them. How about that? Oh, it's in yeah. Richmond. Fuck that. I'm not driving all the way down there. It's a band <laughs> I've never heard of. So you're not. That's what you're saying. You're definitely not going to see. Fuck no. I mean, I considered going to see Avail because they reformed and played right. a show in Richmond, but it takes like fucking three or four hours to get there. I'm not, not doing now. a six-hour drive round trip. Not now. Traffic True. Is late. Yes, but they will not be playing now. I know. They'll wait till traffic picks up again. You know, so people will show up. Anyway, all right. Bropodnetwork.com is where you can check us out. Hit us up on the Twitters, the underscore bro underscore pod. 
that's also true for Instagram. That's also what is that? What are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. I'm oh, just fucking Todd's around. Fucking around with Skype because he can't because he cannot wait to listen to this big thief song. That's what he's excited about. And he's never seen his face on camera. Nah. I have no idea. Anyway, all right. Um, so yeah, hit us up, rate, review, five stars, comment, network at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Um, you can have your email read right here on the show next week. You never know. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you're at home. You're quarantined. Yeah. You're getting Tappity your information. Tap, tap, tap. Tap on that from keyboard. From the Bropod and, uh, with Scott and Todd, obviously. That's, where, that's your number one resource. Send us a note. Yeah, send us a note. Let us know what's going on. How's your quarantine life? That quo life. Um, and life. yeah, we will be back next week. There may be another um, old man chat, as I called it, or middle aged man chat. I think is what I called it. Um, <laughs> the six way or seven way Skype thing next week. What's that? What's that? The wait and see. We don't know when that'll be scheduled, but um, that was fun, and we may do it again if we record it or not. As yes, we should. But anyway, uh, so thanks as always for listening. Anything else you have to add, Tom? No, I'm good. Didn't think so. All right. So until next time, everybody. Peace. Peace.